This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Has the world of work as we know it changed irrevocably? Asaf Luxemburg is an Israeli entrepreneur, consultant, and speaker. He's also brand ambassador for Israel Startup Nation. He was recently in South Africa early March to talk about hacking the new world of work. And I wonder how much has already changed in that short space of time. Asaf, welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Asaf, firstly, let's start with the situation in Israel. Where are you at? So physically, I'm in the office right now, um, and it looks like there's um, an optimistic atmosphere of starting to go back to normal, um, but it will definitely be a new kind of normal, as we're probably going to talk about. But um, I think the music that plays too many in our mind right now is the song Age of Aquarius, as if, you know, this is the dawn of a new day, and we're starting to come back to life. And the weather is getting warmer. So that's the mood right now. But hey, who knows? So we're all experimenting here. It sounds optimistic there in, South, uh, in Israel. Obviously, here in South Africa, we're just slowing down our lockdown. We're going from a level five to level four, and we're going into winter. But irrespective, Asaf, you are here early March. You gave talks on business, on entrepreneurship, on innovation. Where do you see the world of work going? Great. So, um, first of all, I feel like I need to first mention uh, Dan Brockman of Innovate Global because my visit to South Africa was a partnership with them. So, uh, they brought me. And we mainly spoke to employees of big employers, uh, banks, insurance companies, retailers. So, that was the tour. And little did we know that this was just before Corona started to explode all over the world. So that's the tour with South Africa. Um, and the message was indeed about the new world of work. And, and then Corona came and basically, you know, stirred the pot and changed everything. Asaf, how do you see the world of work changing? So many South Africans um, have lost their jobs. Uh, many people are stuck at home. We don't know for how long. What do you think new jobs are going to emerge or we're just going to have to be very innovative about how we create new jobs? Right. So... The way I see it, there are fundamental changes in the way we work and the way we manage our careers and our professional lives. And these are tectonic changes that started way before COVID-19 and will keep changing things way after this crisis will be over. And the way I see it, what Corona is doing is speeding up the process. So things that would probably take a few years to happen will now happen faster. So I don't see it as a change of direction. I see it as a change in the pace of change. So this is like a stimulus to an inevitable change. Um, I think we will go back to the office. I think we will shake hands. I don't think that the real world will move to Zoom. Um, so things will go back to normal, but it will be a new kind of normal, and it will probably change 
in a faster way the way we view our careers and therefore the way we work and the way we take jobs, resign jobs, uh, employ and hire and so on and so forth. There will be jobs. People will go back to work. Not everyone. Um, but I think the concept of what is job, what is career, what is work will keep changing in a faster way because of this crisis. Asap, when you say the concept of work is changing, do we know, we, do you know in what direction it will change or do you just know for sure that it is going to change? Right. So first of all, in the business of knowing the future, so you were saying Hebrew and everyone is not a shopping, so prophecy was given to fools. Um, if I knew what is going to happen, I would not be talking to you right now. So I don't. Um, but I do see a certain reality and a certain perspective, which I basically based um, upon a lot of what I do in my work, and never mind what it is right now, whoever is interested can check it out online. I see a certain direction, um, which I'm willing to share, and that's the direction that Corona will I believe, speed up all over the world, South Africa, Israel, all over the developed, um, the modern world. And that is that, you know, everybody is talking about AI is coming to replace us. People talk about jobs vanishing away. Um, I don't think so that much. I think the big change is in the understanding of what is career, what is job and what is work. I think a lot of people will discover that once the crisis is back, they can't go back to pre-COVID world and they will have to reinvent themselves. And I have a certain perspective about what could be a good way to view the future or the current world of work. And more importantly, where are the opportunities? I talk a lot about it online, so I don't want to go long here. But my prediction is the more individuals think like entrepreneurs, like business units, is if they are the CEO of themselves, the better they will be entrepreneurs and business people, but also the better they will be as employees in the office. I said it's so interesting because just January this year, I spoke to someone who is very involved in technology and she was talking at that time, and January does seem like a very long way away, about the new jobs that young people will have. And the one thing she spoke about is adaptability. And that seems to be the key word in terms of going forward. Do you still see adaptability? And then if so, how do we become adaptability? First of all, I agree with 5,000%. I did a webinar the other day, and someone who made Aliyah to Israel asked me during the Q&A, what is the most important skill um, for the day after corona? And, and I think that click is online as well. And I told her, listen, I have no idea. You know, people talk about soft skills, about, you know, learning how to code. People talk about a lot of things. I have no idea which will be the right skills and to who in six months or six years, but I do know this. 
the skills you need today are not the skills you will need two years from now, which will not be the skills you will need five years from now. Because of the pace of change, not just in technology, in the culture of work. And that is why I believe adaptability is indeed the number one thing people should have. The challenge that I see a lot of times, especially with young professionals, they know what to, they know how to adapt and they know what they need to adapt to. But when you are adapting all the time, it's very hard to navigate to a certain direction because you are basically reacting to changing circumstances. Meaning people switch from job to job every 18 months, but then looking five years backwards, they say, I don't even know what my career is anymore. I don't know where I'm going. Maybe I should go back to school. Maybe I need to pivot myself. People find a hard time navigating their career ship as if they're the captain. Um, so adaptability is the number one skill because I see employees and individuals as business units. And for businesses, the number one skill is adaptability. If you know what your market is and who are your customers, you will need to master your availability to adapt to your customers' needs. The same thing in my mind. When you start a business as an entrepreneur, you do so to try and solve a problem. Every kind of job that starts is to try and help somebody with something that they need. We don't know what the world will look like when we come out of COVID. We will know that unemployment, certainly here in South Africa, will be higher than it ever was. And we started off at quite a great scale. What advice or skills do you think people should start thinking about? Well, what advice would you give people? And what kind of skills would you suggest they start investing in? Right. So, um, again, I'm uh, you know, I'm going to reply to this based on the same point of view that I always come back to, which is my perspective on the new world of work. But I do want to tie in specifically uh, the situation in South Africa, which I came to learn a little bit before my visit and during my visit and after my visit. And in a way, you know, South Africa entered this crisis, not in the best of uh, situation. Um but in a way, there's a good side to it because Corona is going to stir the pot and reshuffle the cards to many economies, to many countries. So in a way, if you needed a way to get out of the loop of the situation that you were in, Corona is allowing you the opportunity to do it. And that is true on the personal level, on the corporate level, on the national level. So it's an opportunity for a lot of places is a lot of companies and a lot of people to reinvent themselves. Um, so what I told a lot of people in South Africa where when I, when I was on your side, um, in the community, beyond the community, in the corporation, in open events that we had, like the one in WeWork, I basically told people, listen, South Africa will not be what it is right now in five years. And it will not be the way you see it right now in 50 years. South Africa is bigger than the here and now. And what I told people from a humble point of view, this is my perspective, one man's opinion. If you define yourself 
only with Rainbow Nation and overcoming apartheid, you are irrelevant to the world in 10 years. You're already irrelevant today. Because for the consumer, to the end consumer, it's just a piece of history. The question is, what does that mean to him or her? So you need to be about something bigger. And from that something bigger, you will find what you can position your country to be the best in the world at. I don't know to tell you what it is. You need to tell me what are you the best in the world at. To me, Israel, to me, United States, to me, Europe, who are you in the world global market? That's what I told people, and then Corona came. Corona is going to force a lot of nations to re-ask that question about themselves. That's the opportunity. Some people will run away from the opportunity and try to go. Some people will try to swing along and see where the water takes you. Some people will try to surf the wave. Not all of them will succeed. So to tie my question, what I told before Corona and what I say now to individuals, corporations, um, you know, on, on the national level, my humble one man's opinion perspective is, you know, go Simon Sinek, start with why, understand who do you want to serve and why, and let the market tell you what the market needs right now. Who knows what my customers in my business will need from me in two months, six months, and next year until they recover, and then I meet you in Israel or you meet me again in South Africa. Who knows? I know I will be there for them to help them win. So I define myself as their servant. I advise each and every employee to do the same with their boss, their company, the place they want to work for, for unemployed people to do it with the top 10 places they want to work at, I believe that's the way. Asif, we don't know what the world will look like, as you say. Um, do you, do you recommend people wait and see then what happens? I mean, it's very hard to be proactive if we don't know what's going to happen next. Right. And let me correct you. It's not very hard, super hard to the impossible. And I try to do it with my customers, with my potential customers, with partners that I work with, and many times I fail, and I invest a lot of energy. And, you know, obviously I don't do it to make money. I do it to understand where should I be positioned in a few months. So it is an investment. Um, but I definitely think people should do it. Let me give you a practical example. If you're sitting at home unemployed right now, you could apply to jobs, um, and, you know, that's okay, and you may get a job. But then Corona will be over. You'll find yourself in a job that you didn't really want, that you're not really satisfied with. So in a way, that's a short-term solution, which is good for the short-term period. What I advise people to do from a practical point of view is to list to themselves the top 10 companies that they want to work for. Before Corona, after Corona, they want to work there because of an emotional Give me the top 10 companies you want to work for. If everybody pays the same, where do you want to be and what do you want to do there? Now, open Excel. Column A is the name of that company. Top 5, top 10, top 15, whatever you come up with emotionally. Off the top of your mind. Column B, call it your Y. Why do you want to do X for company Y? if all things being equal. 
because if all things being equal, it better be an emotional reason. I love the product. I love the company. I admire the CEO because she's a wonder woman to me. Um, I love the market. I love the customers, whatever, the culture, whatever that is, an emotional reason. Your why. Column C is their why. Do you possess a skill that they need? Do you know markets that they're tapping into? What can you bring to the table that they care about as a potential customer? And then go and communicate to the right decision makers and communicate your why and their why in a clever way and build a relationship. They have no clue who they are going to hire the day jobs come back to life. But you want your name to pop up before they even write the job description. That's marketing. So for the same way businesses do it, do it for yourself. Asaf, thank you for that practical advice. You started the show off by acknowledging Dan Brotman. Um, he was my guest just before you, and he was saying this is an opportunity to kind of reinvent yourself, to look around, acknowledge the possibilities that are out there. And before that, I spoke to Jonathan Katzen and Bogan, who kind of painted the quite bleak situation economically that South Africa finds itself in. So I've enjoyed the progression of the show, and um, I'm pleased to be ending off with you. And the advice that you give in terms of adaptability and finding out what it is that you want. Thank you so much for joining me. Wishing you Shabbat Shalom. And indeed, I thank all of you for joining me. I hope you enjoy your May day and continue to stay safe. A really big thank you to Busi Masinga who produced today's show and ensured that all the difficult technologies that sometimes uh, happen did not happen and the show was able to go on so smoothly so thank you very much Busi. until next week I wish you all Shabbat Shalom and to stay safe